This is the Gospel Express with Nina Taylor. Welcome to the Gospel Express. My guest comes from the state of Ohio. He's a community leader, a political activist, and the pastor of a congregation. Let's talk to Pastor John T. Coates II today on the Gospel Express. Yes, now he's on a road. Yeah. 
Pastor Coates, how are you doing today? I am absolutely fabulous. <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> okay. Now, what part of the country are you in right now? Where are you? Well, we are in the capital city of Ohio. It's Columbus, Ohio, uh-huh. and uh, that well, okay. we call it the Midwest, but it, we're a little east of the Midwest. <laughs> and, you know, Ohio, Ohio is the heart of it all. Okay, <laughs> absolutely is. All right, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I know, uh, did you grow up in Ohio? Yes, I'm a native of Columbus, Ohio. Um, uh, my mother is from a little country town in South Carolina called Harleyville, South Carolina. My father's mm-hmm. from a little town in Mississippi called um, Hollandale, Mississippi. And um, mm-hmm. the funny thing growing up in my household is that um, my father had a slow um, a slow southern drag <laughs> um, um, voice <laughs> or, or, or pattern of speech. My mother was from the near, near Charleston, South Carolina, so she talked real fast. Like she is from mm-hmm, Jamaica, mm-hmm. so you know we like to tell Daddy, "Hurry up!" and <laughs> and my mom <laughs> slow down so we can understand what she was saying. But I was raised in Columbus. Uh, I, I attended school system here, went to Catholic schools. Um, that is until my mother ran out of money, and um, <laughs> I did I did last two years in public yeah. school. I was educated um, yeah. here. Went to um, did my undergraduate work here in Columbus. Went to seminary in um, at the in Columbus as well, and. Um, I um I pass I pastor church in Columbus. That's great. All right. So let's talk about when you began your journey in ministry. And besides being a pastor, tell everybody else about your other sixteen jobs. Oh, I'm bivocational <laughs> and it's not, <laughs> it's not it's not not sixteen, but I I, I have um I have a, a, a approximately twenty, twenty five years experience in um mm-hmm. in the business side of broadcasting and that is media. Mm-hmm. Um can I do I do media consulting. I worked in radio for uh, for sixteen years and um on on the business side of it. So that's 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 buying, that's um Ad placement, that's ad creation, copywriting, and mm-hmm. um, and then I got as spent some time in radio. I got engaged in the production side of it as well, um, creating ad campaigns. I have a specialty dealing with um, with political um, advertisement and and then advertisement creation and in placement. So. Um, when I left radio, I went into consulting, and I consult um, political candidates from. Um, from um, federal candidates, people that are running for, for United States senator, congressmen, uh, presidential campaigns, um, mm-hmm. to local elections. So I've been engaged in that for quite some time. Wow, that's exciting. So what's it like working in politics and also being, um, I'd say, religious? How does that work? Well, well I, I see it <laughs> as a calling from God. To be engaged okay. in, um, in 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 the, in the political world, especially being a black pastor, um, mm-hmm. I encourage um, um, churches, and I'm president of the of the local ministerial alliance, the interdenominational ministerial alliance, which is the oldest uh, continually serving ministerial alliance in Central Ohio. And um, what we mm-hmm. try to encourage churches to do is to you know look, look give your church members a a a, a an education in civics. Okay, this is this is the government, the place where they live, and you must be familiar. It's in your best advantage to be familiar with how the system works. 
and how they, for the good of it or for the bad of it. Be, have an understanding, and all you're getting, get an understanding of how the system works, and then we could um, help the masses of the people even, even um, more so and more effectively. So being engaged in, in politics basically has um, given more access to everything, be it if it's the capital, to information, to, um, to legislation that has impact on community. It has given greater access to uh, government, to the politicals, to the church because of my engagement in the, in the political world. Wow. 
Do you believe that all churches, especially in the African American community, should be politically active? I believe all churches should have what is um, called a political action committee, um, okay. meaning that churches um, uh, traditionally cannot um, um, endorse candidates or say yes. get engaged politically, even though even though even though pastors have been parading politicians through their pulpit mm-hmm. um, for, mm-hmm. for for a long time now, and and that's even mm-hmm. if those politicians represent policies that doesn't fall in line with whatever doctrine the church may believe in, you know, try to go, yes. go figure, try to figure that out. But, but that, but they have been doing it for a long time, but it's, um, it's, 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 it's a, it's a good thing, but churches should be engaged because it's it, politics. Let me give you a definition of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the best definition of politics that I use is politics is the control or the influence over limited resources. So there's $10, and there's eight people <laughs> to, 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 to give the money to. So who gets it? You know, who, how can mm-hmm. you control it? How can you influence it to make sure that it, it gets to wherever you want it to go? And, um, and yes, churches must be engaged. Churches are where the members were taxpayers. Um, mm-hmm. And we should have a say or have the knowledge of how to control those um, tax dollars, how they influence those tax dollars to have a, a, a better a better impact on the areas where we minister. I've seen it for myself All the stories I can tell Of a never-present hell and the God that just won't fail If you're thinking That my father isn't capable of healing Let me tell you If you're thinking That he isn't strong enough to solve your problems Let me tell you I know it for myself And I know the story well oh, He's an ever-present hell With a love that just won't fail If you're feeling That you drifted way too far And he can't reach let me tell you, if you're feeling that you're way too damaged for my God to use you, let me tell you, I've seen it, I've lived it, I've witnessed that He will come through for you. Years have taught me well. Mm, there's no 
different things that oh well the churches are doing this and they shouldn't be doing that what do you think the state of it is especially you know here in the midwest and not saying that you know everything about every church but what are we doing is our voices being really heard right now well first of all the state of the black community is in a dismal condition Mm-hmm. And um, okay. and I think it's time for us to wake up and to smell the coffee. So therefore, if the if the community is in a dismal condition, the church is in a very bad condition as well. So mm-hmm. um, so how do why do I say that? Well, I say that because um, as a community, we really don't own what we owned sixty years ago. So mm-hmm. there's there's less. There's, there's, there's less businesses. I mean, 60 years ago, there were national black insurance companies. There were banks. Um, in fact, in, in my local community, the churches even owned and controlled over 13 credit unions. Okay? Today, there is zero. Okay? Really? <laughs> so, and, 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 uh, yes. And other communities reflect the same, the same point of crisis. There's income, great income disparity, even in in, in places of prosperity like Columbus, Ohio, there's a great income gap um, um, uh, disparity within our city between the white community and the black community and other communities. And, um, so our condition is the um, is the is when we look at our condition economically with the crime rate that's going on. When someone says youth crime, 
um, it, it's a code word for black youth crime. <laughs> okay, so mm-hmm. there's a, yes. it, we, we, we have issues as far as that's concerned, graduation rates, it, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We are in a crisis condition. Now, the white community has um, paid advocacy in every subcategory of their lives, even in, on the state and on the federal level. That does not mm-hmm. exist in the black community. I mean, well, who do we have? An NAAC, an all-volunteer NAACP. We have a mm-hmm. urban league that may be, that's all funded by, by, by grant dollars from major corporations, so they don't necessarily act on your behalf when it comes down to the rubber meeting the, um, the road. Um, you have a, a, a national offices for these organizations, and, and, and they may have a um, dismal number of staff members that, you know, you, they, they, we just don't have the manpower um, that to, to address the, um, the crisis that we face. And when you look at the organizations that we have, the big organizations, I'm speaking of our Greek-lettered organizations, the yes. major church denominations, the Masonic mm-hmm. organizations, and, uh, we, we have to ask ourselves the hard question, what do we own? What do we control? And do we have the, uh, um, our, our, not necessarily if we have the power or not, but have we used that power to affect the condition of how people are living in the state of our community. And, and, and when you look at our community, the, the answer is an obvious no, because I believe much of the time we, we major in minor things and we, and we minor in the major things. We are, we're silly about serious things and we're serious about silly things. So um, uh, just recently you had the, um, the um, former president of the United States indicted. Okay, and, mm-hmm. um, and the world is talking about the impact that this issue has on various aspects of, of their community and the things that they're doing. Well, what are black people talking about during that time period? Black people are talking about, let's talk about basketball, NCWA, and something that happened, I guess, on the, with a female player. That was, the, that was the, 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 the level of conversation in our community, and not to mention that the prosecutor for this indictment that took place chose to, uh, uh, to have the arraignment of this former president, a historic event, chose to mm-hmm. have that arraignment on April the 4th, which is a sacred day in the black community, yes. a sacred day, because it's the day that yes. Martin Luther King was, was assassinated on the Absolutely. balcony of the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, 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 this, and this action basically has written that out of history, okay, for us not to remember what was done to Dr. King and the sacrifice that he made, paid the ultimate cost. Um, and and, and it, it's just like, you know, will somebody please get this man a calendar? So... Yeah, <laughs> they could have done this on a Monday, on a on a, on a Wednesday, yeah. and on the, on the third, mm-hmm. on the fifth. But why the fourth? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's just it's just really disturbing. We don't we don't act in our best in our best interest, and in, um, and we need to learn to do so and to do so quickly. Yeah. You got that love to keep you so giddy. Oh, this kind of love, man, I was not ready. No, couldn't find another. No, it's not many. Fact that this own God knows not any. Ooh, when I call him, it's like it's automatic. You make sure I ain't got no static. You'll be showing out, and you keep on blessing me. That's no doubt.
Wow. Amen goes right there. All right. <laughs> I want to go back and talk a little Amen. bit about you. I know that you have um, ministered, you know, everywhere, you know, inside of the country and outside. Can you tell us about the experiences uh, that you've had with ministering in other countries? Yes, thank you. I, I have um, I've, I've had the opportunity to travel um, the, the world um, I've been everywhere that I've ever wanted to go, and um, okay. and many of the places I've had the opportunity to to minister in those in those places as well. I th- I think that the Christian ministry is received well um, um, across the world, especially in in, um, in in Africa and in some other some other places. You go to Europe, you found mm-hmm. you find out that there's lots of big beautiful churches, but nobody goes to mm-hmm. church. <laughs> <laughs> a church is used for a wedding, and a church is used for a funeral. So you know, but uh, uh-huh. but yet there are there are and weddings that are, that are <laughs> right, right, right. This is, there's some people that are devout to their to, to their religions. I found that uh, ministering mm-hmm. in in, um, in Arab nations that you know is good to be familiar with the customs and the traditions mm-hmm. of where you're going. And to make arrangements ahead of time so that you don't find yourselves doing something that's in um, in, in, in the d- diametrically opposed to what the custom and the tradition or the re- prominent religion is within those particular lands, like Saudi Arabia, for instance, mm-hmm. and 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 and, and, du- and Dubai. You know, you better know something about Islam and maybe uh, be maybe be in touch with that government before you decide to visit. Because they'll welcome really? you. Really, they'll welcome you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they'll welcome you in, but and mm-hmm. um, and and take care of you while you're there, and allow you to to make contact to Christians within their nation, um, mm-hmm. and, and form relationships. So there's a way. There's a way to travel, and um, there's a way to to do it where where you'll come out um, have a greater chance of coming out alive. And in some spot, and um, wow, mm-hmm. in creating in creating deeper relationships where there may not be religious conflict. That you go to Africa, why would you go minister in an African country without looking at um, um, possibilities of 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 trade and commerce as well mm-hmm. between be, 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 between you as an American minister and whatever African congregation that you may be dealing with. You know, um, we need commerce between um, um, black people in America and the motherland. So if I go there just to, just to preach Jesus um, crucified, um, it, to me that's not enough. Mm-hmm. We need the more. Jesus wow. telling me to do anything else mm-hmm. than, just, okay. than, just, than just preach. And one of the things I was shocked about, especially in Africa, is that a lot of their Christian churches – are basically mirroring or imitating what they have seen in the um, in the traditional black church here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it, I, I was I was going looking to see the people in African attire singing um, African songs or what have you. No, they're singing <laughs> European worship songs, and they're wearing and they're wearing suits with fat ties. You know, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's not good. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, no, no. We need to do. We need to do. We need to do more, and um, mm-hmm. and and really listen and pray and fast and ask God what when I go to this country, what is it that I can accomplish along with 
having the opportunity to preach, lay hands, prophesy, and, and cast out some devils. Is there anything else? Okay. Oh, that sounds awesome. All right. Um, I know that you're also an accomplished musician, um, and our music, like you said, has been received just wonderfully around the world. Um, what type of music do you like? Do you like uh, worship music only, choirs? Um, well, tell me about no, your music. I'm a musician. I'm a musician. I came up you know, like most church kids um, playing playing in the church. I've been playing organ and piano since um, I was three or four years old. And um, <laughs> so, so I grew up, so we're exposed to our parents' music. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I remember um, growing up on what we now know as golden gospel. Golden gospel mm-hmm. would be from the, care, the caravan, the, um, you know, groups like, groups like that, the O'Neill twins, the, um, <laughs> the, 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 the Barrett sisters. And that's mm-hmm. what my mother listened to. And I remember mm-hmm. having to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning um, because Bobby Jones' gospel was coming on, you know, Bobby, and Bobby, he was on the USA <laughs> Network before before yeah. he was on um, BET, and and he would have more contemporary artists on. So we would get to see, you know, Andre Crouch, and then the who sang a contempor- more of a contemporary form of gospel, you know, and the Winans and and groups like that. And Commission came along. Um, it, it, that changed that changed the actual sound. So. Um, enjoy really being familiar with with both types of music now i don't listen to a lot of gospel music now and 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 the reason why i a a great deal of it sounds the same and um and and i'm like okay are there any chord changes in this song (laughs) so so, I like, I, 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 you know, I, okay, fine. The song has four chords, three chords in it, okay. But um, and, and that's the that's that's a good that's a good easy going worship flow. But uh, but musically, it gets to be monotonous and it's and it's difficult. It's difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult to hear. So um, I listen to um, I like 1970s pop music. Um, <laughs> You know the BGs, Captain to Neil. <laughs> you know, but 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 obviously, 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 um, um, Hezekiah Walker likes it too, because I yeah. I hear I hear that I hear that sound very reflective in his music. But wow, you are seriously <laughs> listening as a musician. You're seriously oh, got certainly. a musician here. Oh, certainly, <laughs> certainly. And, and 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 that's what and that's what we and that's what we listen for. And you know, and I've learned. I remember I couldn't play reggae. I couldn't play reggae. It was difficult for me mm-hmm. to get the timing to play for reggae. But I remember yeah. Stevie Wonder when he released Master Blaster. That was the key. For me, I could I I, yeah. I understood it immediately, you know mm-hmm. um, how to play mm-hmm. it. So I can I can play that those patterns now. And um, so music music is very expand expansive. I like I love classical music. Um, and mm-hmm. my wife is is, is Latino, so um, uh, we listen to all types of Latin music. I love uh, mm-hmm. Brazilian. I love Brazilian jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's that's that stuff with a, a bossa nova beat, like the girl from Ipanema. It, it, it's 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 easy going, and and I've even done hymns in in those um, 
in those various formats. So I, li- I like music in its totality. There's some great things happening in, in West Africa right now as far as um, mm-hmm. um, uh, music is concerned, and there's a strong worship sound that's coming out of that area. And, um, and musically, it's amazing. Vocally, it's amazing of what's happening. So you, you also want to listen for um, new sounds. And, and when those sounds come, you realize that, oh, my God, this came, this is like, it's a fax from God to, um, to, that, to that person's ear. Ah, it's your boy, JBS. Featuring the boy, Brian DeMensa. See, if I told you all the things that I've been through, you know, go believe I'm alive. You go figure, see, I did lie. But you know, I'm coming all the time. And that's why I will give him all of the praises, all of the praise. On no one, no one, yeah, my jing kwa. And then I watch a media, I sit down in my own on a daily. How can I forget your love for me? You're the only one who's there for me. Give God the glory. Come and give him praise. Give God the glory. Bless his holy name. Shout for more Let God know Your joy once more King of kings Lord of lords Oh yeah, me I be brought your down for no force His grace is sure His mind is pure His love is secure Give God the glory Come and give him praise Give God the glory who go believe that? I go walk on water and seize that. People they drown, I see that. Eventually, my blessings are in time. Every day, I'm mostly the same. Really, all I had was the stories of pain. Till I went in glory from shame, and I only gave praise to His holiest name. Uh-huh. coming out of um, a worldwide epidemic. I'm just, I've just been asking, you know, different people, you know, how were you affected? You know, what was going on in your life uh, when COVID hit and everything was shutting down, all the churches were shutting down? You know, how did it affect you in ministry, in business, and in, in your personal life? Well, I had to deal with it from, from a few perspectives. Uh, one, as a pastor. Um, secondly, as a community leader um, in mm-hmm. And, and, and also, 
also had to deal with it uh, as a community leader from a state and from a national perspective as well. So, you know, with little information, stuff was trickling out. They told us the virus was killing people, and then and so you wanted to advise people to do what was in their best interest. So um, mm-hmm. they didn't want us to meet. They did not want us to meet. So right. um, what we immediately did, as, as far as our ministerial associations were, is that we made sure that some of the smaller churches and some of the churches that had older members was caught up to date as it relates to digital ministry, okay? There mm-hmm. is a digital divide, okay? And, um, mm-hmm. and, and we knew that it was going to impact older people and those that were less digitally oriented. So it was learning how to live stream, learning how to use the various formats that were available, and trying to make it as simple and as affordable as possible, um, but yet the people, you know, as they learn more, the quality would increase. So we, we, we made sure that happened in, in, in equipping nearly 60 churches with, um, with the ability to make sure that they were operating at their maximum um, um, capacity. Uh, in, in communicating and ministering to their constituencies. With our local church, uh, we looked at the older people and said, okay, let's get them, let's get them iPads. Let's load the information on what we need to load on to them, and when it's time um, uh, for church, they can just hit a button and, um, mm-hmm. and make sure that that was, that was covered. From a broader community standpoint, we had issues like they were shutting down schools. And, um, and the school systems said they were having difficulty in supplying of computers and Internet mm-hmm. to, the, to the students. So we were able to fix the com- computer issue. And then there were Internet issues. So we had to help come up with solutions, work with the school districts and, and the city government and county government and state government in order to, um, to uh, make sure people had access to Internet. Um, then there was uh, issues is that okay do you do you take the vaccine do you not take the vaccine and um, and really exploring having that conversation with the community and um, and making sure people did what was in their best interest including including boosting their immune systems which that wasn't talked about a lot but we did right um, um, here here in Central Ohio telling people that look if if, if this is the flu it, it, it would be better for you to um, to have a boosted immune system and it would be an optimum health so that if you contracted the coronavirus that you the likelihood of it would be that it won't kill you but but we knew where the death rates were going to be higher at because we had the zip codes where there were multiple comorbidities stacked on top of each other. So that's people that had heart disease, high blood pressure, maybe had a stroke or, 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 or something else was wrong with them. And we knew that in these zip codes where those, where those issues were stacked, that um, the death rate as it related to COVID would be higher. So, um, so just trying to work through that and to plow through that was, was um, absolutely, absolutely difficult. Um, and, um, and in, in the church, the church world, our community suffered, and the church suffered. Um, a third of churches closed during the, um, the, COVID, the COVID pandemic and never to reopen again. Um, the, um, a third of the people left and, and may never come back again um, to mm-hmm. church. So the church re- re- went through a uh, reduction in size 
during that during that time period. You know, there are people that didn't go to church on Sunday and and, and they didn't pay a tithe or an offering, and they found out they wasn't struck by lightning at the end of the day, <laughs> and that they and that and that another day off was Sunday became yeah. like Saturday part two. So yeah, so you know they weren't coming back to church. Yeah. <laughs> so we learned yeah. we learned in the church is how to have church quicker. We learned how to have the, yeah. how to have church faster. You know, yeah. what, what three hour services no more. So uh, we learned no? how to have church in an hour. Real no, oh yeah, we learned how to have church. Real to, to make to make good use of of time and of people's time mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Uh, so it, it 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 was it was an experience on, <laughs> to say the least.
Pastor, as you know, I could talk to you all night. <laughs> Tell everybody how they can connect with you. Thank you. Um, I pastor the Metropolitan Church of God in Christ. We are housed inside of the Word Church of God in Christ in Columbus, and that address is 115 Wilson Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43205. Um, I can be reached on Facebook. Look for the Metropolitan Church of God in Christ, or you can look for my um, my Facebook um, pages on um, on Instagram or on, um, on Facebook under Pastor John Coates. That's C-O-A-T-S, like you put on when there's cold outside. Okay. Sounds awesome. All right, Pastor, I thank you so much for being on the show today, and let's do it again. Thank you. And God bless you, Nina. Thank you for what you do. I can make it with Jesus. Whoa! I can make it with Him. He has given us power. Jesus, we win. Oh, yeah. Make it with him. Oh, he's given us so much, so much power. With Jesus, we win. We win, we win. Up all night, it seems all I do is fight. I need. Some peace. And your word it reads that the victory belongs to me. If I tell the truth, there were times when I needed God to prove. Then I
to thank my guest, Pastor John Coates of Ohio, for being on the show today, and I thank you for tuning in for great gospel music. Remember to connect with me on all social media outlets. You can do that real easy by going to my website at msninataylor.com. Cares of life that seem to weigh me 